And when it comes to podcasting, no one has your sauce. No one can do it your way. We need your voice. It hasn't been heard before. The way you tell a story hasn't been told before. The way you ask questions hasn't been told before. And you're getting better on each experience that you do it. I'm excited to listen to all these new podcasts, especially the ones that aren't in the language I understand. You know what I mean? I'll use Google Translate. I will promote the podcasts that don't get as much visibility right now because I think that you matter. And if you remember that you matter, you will not only treat yourself with grace and kindness, but you will show up and take space because you deserve it. You are listening to Concrete Pastures Podcast. I am Nancy Mlemoisisi. Being an immigrant has been one of the most challenging and extraordinary experiences of my life. It inspired me to create a space that allows for myself and others to share our stories as we deconstruct the world's view of immigrant status. We unlock the joys, the laughs, and the bravery that being a dreamer brings. So subscribe and stay a while as we dive into today's episode. On today's episode, I am super excited and honored to have our guest here today. This has been long in the making. She is the CEO of AfriPads, media professional interested in intersection of media, technology, and wellness. Her name is Molly Jensen. She is the chief executive officer of AfriPads, a free pan-African podcast hosting platform building the largest library of African audio stories on the planet based in Nairobi. Kenya, with the ability to categorize in over 50 languages and with the content from over 30 countries, including that from individual podcasters, radio stations, and media houses, AfriPads is the home of African podcasting across the continent and within the diaspora. As a Ghanaian American born in New York, Molly is extremely excited to help digitalize African stories and wants to see African creators take up as much space as possible while creating avenues to help them get paid for their work. She has over 10 years of experience across people management, sales, marketing, and technology. She has spoken at Podcast Movement, African Podcast Day, African Media Festival and Advertising Week Africa, as well as most recently featured in Forbes, The Guardian, Reuters, Jam Lab Africa, Podcast Sessions, and Apple Podcasts. Additionally, she served as an EQ ambassador for six seconds, a global nonprofit focused on awareness of emotional intelligence, and she also enjoys traveling. Welcome, Molly. How are you, my dear? Thank you. I know that's quite a mouthful. So thank you for such a robust introduction. It's my pleasure to be here. You deserve it. You deserve it. It's your achievement. And listen, welcome. I'm happy to be here. Just for starters, could you share with us who Molly is so we can just get to know you a little bit? Sure. So, I mean, I feel like that introduction is so robust, but if you're looking to get 
under the surface as to who I am. Yeah. So my name is Molly. My mom was born in Ghana. She left when she was 18. My dad's from the States. I grew up in New York and I moved to Kenya about four years ago. So I've been living in Nairobi and I've been super privileged to travel across the continent and to kind of step into my young womanhood here. So I run Afropods like you got that little bio earlier and I'm super focused on my mental health, uh, the well-being of my body and ultimately very passionate about helping people get paid for their content and I'm pretty vocal about it. So that's who I am. Oh, lovely. What got you to moving to Kenya? And this was like, you've been visiting from what I gathered, you've been visiting Kenya and then you decided just to move. I would expect I mean, Ghana, maybe. <laughs> you know, Ghana is quite hot. Um, I think that there were many reasons why I came to Kenya. I think the biggest one that's panned out is that there's such exciting opportunity in Africa. And it's been really, really exciting to be able to explore it. Nairobi is a robust cosmopolitan city with a pretty significant tech impact. And I feel very comfortable with having, you know, a very accessible international airport, as well as the fact that I knew some people who were here. So Nairobi seemed like a softer landing than going elsewhere on the continent. It's a little different when your aunties are harassing you to come to dinner in Ghana. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I can, I can relate to that. I can relate. You came in 2020. That was the beginning of the pandemic. How were you able to do the community during that time? You know, I officially moved January 3rd, 2020. And I had been visiting for a year and a half prior to that. But building community has probably been my toughest challenge, if I'm being totally honest with you. Community is so paramount to our experience of living, right? Connection yeah. is so important. And with COVID, a lot of that shut down a little bit. And I was pretty resistant and nervous about COVID in the beginning. So it was very challenging to develop a strong circle of friends. I definitely leaned on my global friends, whether they were in the States or in Europe or South America, or even across the continent. But building those in-person relationships in Kenya took quite a bit of time. I'm actually still working on it. I think it's a lifelong job. It, it gets harder, right? When you're old, when you're older to make those um, connections, even like friendships. I don't know. It's hard for me to make friendships now compared to when I was, you know, younger. Now I'm like, okay, what am I pouring into this person? What, what's the impact I'm going to make into this person? I assess everything. I don't know if it's just too much thinking. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that's really a common experience. That's why people talk about it. It's interesting, though, because with social media, you feel so connected to everybody. Yeah. But in actuality, you're not, right? So. True. It's not easy, but you have to be very intentional about joining spaces that make you feel comfortable. I've definitely found that with my Pilates studio or with my weight trainer. Mm -hmm. And I do really enjoy the work I do, which helps because it means I'm surrounded with people that I actually like. But that social aspect of my life 
this might be the first time in my life that it's struggling, which is pretty interesting. I mean, the, the challenges that come with uh, growing up and being on, in a certain chapter, uh, I, I, I think it shapes us in who we become after that. So I'm with well, you on that you journey. thank you for that. I needed that. No, thank I, you. Listen, I, I, I'm with you on that journey. I, I, I truly am. I'm very awkward with making friendships and because I assess everything. But going back now to what you are doing, you are the CEO of AfriPads. Could you just share with us what AfriPads is? Sure. So AfriPods is a hosting platform. It's similar to Red Circle, Libsyn, and previously what Anchor was, but now it's Spotify for podcasts. So we're a technical home where your podcast and audio content can live, and we distribute it across various listening platforms, which could be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Pocket Casts, and Hummy wherever you want to listen to your content. So we do that. And for the podcast that are hosted with us, it's where you get your data, your analytics, and your statistics. So you know how many people are listening to your podcast, what time they're listening to your podcast, where they're listening to your podcast, when they drop off. And then we have the ability to insert advertisements. So that's ultimately what we do. We are the tech part of the infrastructure for podcasting. What would you say is your mission and vision for AfriPods? Sure. So AfriPods is building the largest library of African audio stories on the planet. And that's a huge task, right? We have to make sure that content can be categorized. We have to make sure that languages are available. We have to make sure that we are capturing this digital footprint of audio. And a lot of times what I say is that we're building up the advertising funnel for audio on demand. Mm -hmm. Essentially, if you have all the data, if you know when people are listening, where they're listening, in what language, in what content, you're in a position where you can help monetize the creator. And with Africa being such a comfortable continent and market, with the audio medium, specifically talking about the impact of radio, it feels like podcasting is that next digital extension being on a continent full of, frankly, what would be considered storytellers. Mm -hmm. For me as a content creator, I mean, a lot of us, even the, in the communities that I'm, I'm involved in, when we have our meetings, we talk about our different ways how we can modernize our content. So how are you helping the people that are on AfriPad? Maybe you could share one or two ways that you are helping creators, you know, make some revenue out of their content. Sure. So I think the first piece of that is visibility, right? Mm -hmm. If people don't know where you are or people aren't rooting for you, it's very hard to take up space. And so what we've been really focused on is developing the relationships within the African podcasting community across the continent. And what we have done is we've supported podcasters who've had live events. Some of those live events have been ticketed. So people have paid for the tickets and we will help with the decor, or we'll help with covering the bar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, other things that we do, are primarily either one-offs or decided as needed. So we are a young startup. We are growing quickly. We get hundreds of thousands of streams per month, which is super exciting. And you had mentioned earlier the amount, the type of content we have. 
But ultimately, I think it's about making sure that this industry and ecosystem have the tools and the structure it needs in order to pay creators, which means that when advertisers are looking for data, we have the data available, which means that when creators are having events, we're supporting them because people want to go to these events, which, which means when people are looking for merch, you're supporting in that regard too. So the way that we're seeing content creators make money right now has been trending towards live events. We have seen, you know, donations have been really popular on the continent. And we've also seen merch starting to become popular. But I do think that we're very, very early. All of these ideas are also things that we're looking to either implement or have worked with in the past. But the monetization piece becomes very challenging, primarily due to the fact that you have so many different currencies and inflation rates and deflation rates. And I think that Afropods is very vocal about wanting to help creators take up space. Afropods is very vocal about the fact that creators should be compensated. But a lot of that is due to the fact that this massive creator economy and massive Gen Z on the continent means that people who start podcasting or Instagramming or TikToking or Twittering, Xing now, yeah. they have a chance to make money off of following their dreams. And that's really the core belief of what it means to be a creator on the internet. If you can generate income from that, you can make money off of being just who you are or following a passion or following a dream. And I feel like that is worth screaming on the ceilings or the rooftops about. I feel very privileged to have this job, but I also feel very much like this is a responsibility. African creators deserve to take up space. They deserve to get paid. And I hope that all of the pushing that everyone is doing across this industry will ultimately help those creators take up space. Thank you for that. So if I'm an African creator, both here and up in Zambia, we have a team, let's say a group of us that are in a community, we host an event. How do we reach out to you guys to say, let's say, sponsor this event for us, if you could help us? And we are all on your platform, which is AfriPads. Because, I mean, the, the qualification has, we have to be on AfriPads, right? You know, we have worked with podcasters who are not on the platform. Um, we we prefer to work with podcasts that are hosted with us, but I think we are truly allies in the podcasting ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So with Afropods being a startup, we definitely are not unlimited in terms of our funding, but we are looking to support where we can. So with our hosted content, depending on the opportunity, depending on the reach, depending on the location, depending on the type of event. We will consider those on a case-by-case -case basis. Being an immigrant can be hard. Having been away from my home country for over 20 years has allowed me to experience these hardships firsthand. Throughout my journey, I've had a lot of challenges that were hard to bear. Juggling adjustment to a new country, obtaining my immigration papers, getting married, having children, establishing my career, and finding time for myself. Even though I've always had faith, I also relied on therapy, which gave me the tools to cope with the issues life brought me. My fellow dreamers, let's remove the stigma around therapy and normalize seeking help with today's sponsor, 
BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Go to betterhelp.com slash pastures for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp and get matched with a therapist who will listen and help in as little as 48 hours. When I first stepped into leadership, we were looking to understand what was happening in the ecosystem, specifically in Kenya. I think the opportunity exists. We do have a team that kind of assesses these opportunities and we make decisions collectively about it. But it really depends on the impact and the reach and what we're looking to do. So depending on what that ROI is, we make decisions. And I think that that's not too unusual compared to some other companies as well across different verticals. But we are always open to hearing a pitch. We're always open to learning what people are doing. We're always open to supporting if it makes sense for us and if we can do it. But ultimately, our door is open to receive those proposals. And I hope that in the future, we have the ability to support more of them. It's just being young is tough. You know, pushing that needle is tough. Yes. Um, so how easy is it just to get on your platform? It's just a couple steps. You create an account, you create a podcast, and depending on if you have the podcast or you're migrating your podcast will determine what your next step is. But if you are creating your podcast, you'll get an RSS feed. If you are migrating your podcast, we'll help you send it over from your previous host. And then your statistics and your dashboard is available. So, and that will start ca- counting streams on Afropods from that moment. So that's really as simple as creating an account, create a podcast, check your stats. But I think, you know, with all platforms, there's a bit of a learning curve just to get comfortable with what your process is and, and what you're using. So for instance, I don't use every feature of every platform I use, right? Like on Instagram, I (laughs) don't edit. On Spotify, I'm not, you know, listening to my daily mixes that they send. I think that there's a lot of ways to use a lot of products, but ours is pretty focused on that hosting experience. We do have an editor that's available. So depending on if you want to use that or not, could kind of change how you engage with our product. But otherwise, create an account, migrate your podcast. Create an account, create your podcast. Those are really those main steps. And then share, distribute and share. Nice. For people that already have, uh, let's say, like myself, if we, for someone, I'm already on your platform, but for someone who is contemplating to get on your platform and they've already been a podcaster for a long time, they're using another platform, do their numbers also transfer with them or they have it starts afresh? So from my understanding, I don't think your numbers transfer with almost any hosting platform. What you do is you like screenshot your previous your most recent numbers and then you use your current platform. You can kind of put that together to tell a story to your advertisers or to how you want to market. But my understanding is that you know people don't want to readily share all that information across platforms it's what makes 
your platform proprietary and valuable, having those statistics. So people kind of hold that a little close to the chest. You don't lose your stats per se, like your stats are your stats. It's yeah. just your new stats will be counted wherever your hosting platform is. And if you were to migrate, you would then be getting your statistics from Afropods. But your legacy stats, you would always, you know, have access or be able to screenshot it and know what they were. I'm going to jump now. I don't know if you want to add anything before I leave Afropods. I'm okay. Okay. So... With everything going on, everybody these days talks a lot about mental health. I'm passionate about it. I've had some um, experiences with, and uh, I mean, it affects a lot of what we we are as human beings, how you feel, how you act, and how you think. You are also passionate about it. Uh, you are on EQ, six seconds. Do you mind just sharing why you are passionate about this? So mental health is something that I think is really paramount and important as human beings. I think we're all dealing with daily stressors, whether they're relationships, work, our family life, our friendships. And I think that we need to give each other a bit more grace with the pandemic. And you saw how challenging it was to be isolated from other people and how much we need each other and how much connection is important. You also saw people really struggle with their mental health, right? You saw people have a very hard time. And for me growing up, therapy wasn't really something that was taboo. I always just saw it as a tool or resource as needed. Um, I think now my team knows that, you know, they can't reach me on a Tuesday in the evening because I have these appointments set. I think that part of your mental health is also taking care of your physical health, whether it's walking or going to the gym, but really giving your nervous system what it needs to either relax or to decompress. Because the fact of the matter is that we're going to continue to experience stress in our lives, but that, you know, resilience muscle and that ability to digest things and break them down and get through them, frankly, it's something we all need to learn and I, I think mental health is a huge tool in getting through the tough moments of life none of us are unscathed you know yeah no definitely showing grace to one another I um, I think one one time I posted a post that uh, Ruben Williams actually shared which is always show kindness it goes in those lines like always show kindness because you never know what someone is going through and that's what I've been going by. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I, I remember that quote every time because we all have our crosses that we carry. Aside from therapy, what else mm. do you do to get your mental together? And aside from Pilates, what else do you do? Maybe we could learn, you know? <laughs> Oh goodness. When you when you hear all the things I'm doing, you might think something is actually wrong. Yeah, but no. I, I have my own too. Okay. Well, I suppose if I'm being honest, and I don't know if anyone's actually asked me this. So I have a therapist once a week. Um, I have definitely gone through it trying to find the right one. I really like my current therapist. Nice. My advice for that is always get a four-pack. You can never just decide from a therapist off of one meeting. You need to kind of 
get under your skin, under their skin, figure out what's going on and if you can start to trust them. So step one, get a therapist. My next thing is I do Pilates a couple times a week. I do low impact training because I I use it for like the mind muscle connection. Nice. So breathing through your muscles is actually a thing and it can activate your vagus nerve, which I believe runs behind your lungs from like the top of your head. And that activates what's known as your parasympathetic nervous system. So rest and di- rest, rest and digest, I want to say, is what they say in it. Um, I do weight training once a week just because they say it's good for you. And as a woman with your bones, you want to make yeah. sure you're protecting those. True. I talk to my friends. I video chat. I text my friends. I send voice notes. And I really do let people know when I'm not okay. And what I'm super grateful for is that when I do say that, my friends check up on me and they really check up on me, whether it's they won't leave me alone or they send me a text message or they send me a good night text or one of my friends has my location service and she'll be like, hi, I know you're home. I know you're ignoring me, but I'm still checking up on you. And so I think that having your tribe and your people in your corner is really important. Additionally, I did my little hot girl walk TikTok phase where I was moving my body, getting more steps in every day. My team, you know, makes fun of me because I always have two glasses of water uh, in the office. So I try to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to be holistic, whether it's trying new modalities like reflexology or cupping or acupuncture or getting a massage. Um, I'm experimental in that way. I think that someone once told me you cannot spend enough money on yourself in your lifetime. And somehow I heard that and I have been trying. I have been actively trying. So my budget right now really focuses on me and my well-being, whether it's I love it. being in a sauna or, you know, calling a friend or making the best gluten-free pasta I can make. So I do my best. No, that, that that's amazing. I think the best investment you can do is on yourself and mm-hmm. the best reward you ever receive. Because you could have all of the money in the world, which we all want, but if your health is not there, you, you're not going to be able to enjoy yourself. I think the, the best the best wealth is really your health. And uh, you're doing that, that, my dear. Yeah, no, you're doing that very well. From all of the things that you've been able to achieve, like what advice would you give someone who is trying to get into the podcasting space or even like how to take care of your, take care of your mentor? You can pick one, whichever one that resonates with you right now. What advice would you give someone who's trying to be a creator? Well, for both of them, I would say do something. Just do something. Realize you're not going to be the best podcaster on your first podcast. And you're not going to be the most fit person in the world the first time you go to a gym. Mm. Our bodies change, right? Like I have been working on my body for quite some time. And someone told me that our, our bodies are like cars. And some cars need to go to the mechanic more often than others. So you have different things you need to do. And when it comes to podcasting, no one has your sauce. No one can do it your way. 
we need your voice. It hasn't been heard before. The way you tell a story hasn't been told before. The way you ask questions hasn't been told before. And you're getting better on each experience that you do it. I'm excited to listen to all these new podcasts, especially the ones that aren't in the language I understand. You know what I mean? I'll use Google Translate. I will promote the podcasts that don't get as much visibility right now because I think that you matter. And if you remember that you matter, you will not only treat yourself with grace and kindness, but you will show up and take space because you deserve it. And not not only that, but your body deserves it too. So be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and just do it. You will get better over time. I love your energy. I, I, I love the positive vibes I'm just getting. I received that. Thank you. And for everybody who is looking to be in the creative space of podcasting, Molly has said it really well. We need your voice. Nobody that will do it like you, definitely. My last question to you, have you found your concrete pastures? Oh my goodness. You know, I think I have, or at least in this phase of my life, this is the strongest concrete pasture I've ever been in. I feel so privileged to have this job. I feel so excited to be in this space. I feel so inspired, not just by the executives who are building the industry and the podcasters who are forging their way, but also just to bear witness to growth and greatness and opportunity. So yes, I definitely have found my concrete pasture and I'm excited to see what happens when we water it together. Molly, it's been an honor to have you on this space. I appreciate you for making the time for us. I'm giving you your flowers for what you're doing for all of us. For being an executive for AfriPads, we salute you. And thank you for giving us a platform that actually is going to put us on a level that we need to be at among everybody else in the whole world. So thank, thank you. Thank you. So, so, so much. To you and your team, we appreciate you. So thank you for being here. Well, we're nothing without you. We would not be able to create a platform without incredible African creators across the continent as well as the diaspora. So it is my privilege. I am always on jumping on people's podcasts, supporting them however I can, learning who they are, and ultimately trying to bridge the gap with whatever contact I have, whatever opportunity I have, and just to be part of your experience and journey is my pleasure. It's my honor. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you again for lending us your ears. It's truly an honor to save each and every dreamer. You can continue to support us by liking, sharing, and following us on our social media pages. The links are all in the show notes. We have so many exciting projects and ventures in store for you. Until next time, keep dreaming.
concrete pass.